Thank you. Welcome to our Husker Football Radio Hour for the week. We're delighted to be joined by Husker Special Teams Coordinator Ed Foley. We'll be talking about the special teams and getting everybody ready for the Illinois game, a Friday night short week for the Huskers. Uh, obviously, television dictates a lot of these start times, so Nebraska will play a day earlier than the rest of the country. And we'll be on the air at 3 o'clock with Husker game day with a 7 o'clock kickoff time. If you want to be a part of it, certainly can fire off a text to us at 402-413-2400. This may, coach, maybe one of those times where you're grateful to have a shortened week to just kind of flush that game out of your mind and move on to the next one. Yeah, I, you know, I've, the, the, the problem, one of the problems with football is you, you, you have one of these types of losses and then, you know, you got to sit with it in your mouth for the whole week and, you know, you, you get the bye weeks too and, you know, been in those situations where you lose a game, then you go into a bye week and now you got to sit with it for, for two weeks. So, yeah, it's, we're looking forward to getting back out there and getting back at it as soon as we can. Because of the short week, you, and you normally practice on Sundays, but you ratcheted up practice. Um, message time i think probably for everybody in the program right after coming off the michigan game yes yes message but also just needed to get some work done i mean just to, just from a standpoint of of getting things done you know at full speed and then and having the pads on and, and you know and doing all that stuff so yeah and and the, the 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 early game the friday game to me or from a special team standpoint is not a is not a major deal because you can practice on monday so you have some time it's not like you're you know, you're practicing on with it. The, the Thursday turnarounds, a, a whole different schedule to me. So the Friday one is a little bit of adjustment, but we can, we'll, we'll get everything done and we'll get everything in in, in normal time. And you're going to do that again later in the year. The Iowa game is on a Friday as well. That's kind of a tradition around here. So you're going to have two, two bites of this apple getting ready in a day early. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, Saturday, besides the final score, it was maybe the windiest game we played in all year. How did that affect? Your guys, how did it affect the kicking game in your eyes? The, the, the kicking game was that was a win that does affect the kicking game, and uh, you know we had to kick. We had three punts. They had one. They had one with the wind. We had three into the wind, and and I thought Brian, you know, did a nice job of punting the ball into the wind, um, and then the kickoffs obviously were a challenge. Uh, into the wind as well. That was a benefit for us where we got two kickoff returns because of that. But it was it was a steady wind uh, blowing in one direction. It has to be game planned. So we had to have certain things in place to make sure that we were taking advantage or not, you know, not getting crippled by the fact that we were kicking or punting into the wind. And, and I thought our guys did a pretty good job of handling that aspect of it. Coach, why is it they had a good return and it was off of a muff? Why is it that muffs seem to throw everything out of whack? Well, that muff, a couple things about that, that particular muff is the way that, that, the way that, that ball was muffed, um, you know, we hesitated a little bit. And, 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 and probably that's probably the story of the game for the whole team is like instead of just continuing to run down the field and attack now, our guard left gunner, you know, Phelan Sanford was put in a very difficult position because he was right on top of the returner. So when the ball was muffed, he was actually still in the process of making the catch. So he couldn't blow him up, or else he would have been subject to, you know, to, to a penalty there. So he kind of had to peel off, and then some other guys were out of place. But we didn't cover that ball well. We we were in a in a position back to the field, back to the right, where we were stacked in our lanes, and we had guys on top of each other, and and and, and our field gunner got out of place. So we we didn't do a, a good job covering it. But I thought we were a little bit, a little bit hesitant. But but again, it's that's not something that you're sitting there in practice saying, hey, let's prepare the muff that hits the ground and bounces directly back to the guy i mean in my yeah. in my career those muffed punts i would say at least half the time 
are loose balls that more than half the time they're loose balls, but half the time you recover them and they hit and they bounce all over the place. That one hit the ground between his legs, bounced straight up, and even not high enough where it made any effect on his ability to return the ball. So, you know, we, we, we got a little bit unlucky, but we made our own luck by not covering the thing the way that we've covered. We covered a punt, um, you know, we covered a punt against Louisiana Tech that was a 58-yard punt with a 55-yard net. Our coverage was excellent. We boxed it in with both gunners. We played a great net, and he, the, the, the returner had nowhere to go. And this was a shorter punt that should have been covered better, and, um, you know, unfortunately it just wasn't a play that, that, that went our way. Brian got his money's worth on the tackle. He sure did. And he did, a, he did a nice job of approaching that tackle, and he, he saw the sense of urgency with that tackle. And, and like if he didn't make that tackle, that was going to get some more yards. And uh, luckily, he was over there, took a really good angle to the ball, accelerated, and put himself in position to make that play. You've used the term gunners. Those are those guys that are out there on the edge coming down the fast. And Phelan, I know, has done some of that. Who, who have you used in that spot? Well, we had Ramir doing it, Ramir Johnson doing it early, and unfortunately, we, we, you know, we lost him. So now we've gone to uh, Tommy Hill has done it uh, some for us um so he, he's done a good job for us mondo's been doing it out there for us um so you know we've had some other guys we've kind of had to fill his role with some other guys on the team malcolm has, has covered a couple punts for us out there so we've kind of gone by committee on the other gunner spot to try to fill in for uh you know for the loss of ramirez and those guys are those guys are, are, are all done. mondo was actually the one that made the play on that louisiana tech punt he made a heck of a play on that punt um so we've had some good reps over there we just, just got to like everything else get more consistent you mentioned Tommy Hill. Coach, does he ever come off the field right now? I mean, well, particularly with the injury to Singleton, he had to play a lot of defense. Well, it's funny. Tommy's one of those guys, and so he did this on the punt, too. So Tommy, uh, on the last punt, was supposed to be I, – I was, I was putting Mondo and Lineham in, in the game on the last punt. And I told him, I said, Lineham, you're going in the game. And so I look up, and because uh, we were rotating on that gunner spot, and then I look up, and Tommy's running down. So I said to him, I go, Mondo, what happened? He goes – I looked up and Tommy was running out there, and it's no, it's late in the game, and it's I don't know, I don't know what the 35 nothing, and Tommy's running out there. He don't he don't want to come out of the game. Like he returned those last those last two kicks. Um, the last kick was was a warrior return. Like he got hit three or four times and kept pressing forward. Um, so you love playing with those kind of guys that the score doesn't matter. They just want to go out there and play football. He, lo he Tommy loves to play. He loves special teams and. Uh, been a real asset for us. I, I've been saying for two years he's in last year he had four or five that I thought he was going to go. He's going to bust one of these at some point in time. What do you say to him or anybody that he put it on the deck the week before? What What's the message when he comes off to see you after that? You're my guy. You're getting the next one. Get ready to get ready to play the next play, and 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 do and do better ball security watch. You know we talked about specifics of the technique, uh, you know of ball security, uh, and he you know he he's such a good kid he's like coach my eyes I saw the hole I saw it open up my eyes got big and I you know and I and I relaxed with the ball security a little bit I said you know Tommy you can't do that you got to make sure that you know you, sec you secure the football you know we talked to him about that all the time but you know he, he this is part of the part of the way that this the season goes and it, like guys go down like Ramirez was our kickoff returner yeah. and he goes down the next guy's got to step up and it, you know it's got to be the urgency of like okay you got to there can't we can't miss a beat like you have to prepare yourself as a backup that any play could be the play um, that you're going in. So Tommy was certainly ready to do that, but his, you know, he hasn't carried the ball a whole lot, and you know, the ball security got a little, a little lax in that rep. But I told him, I said, you've earned the right. I mean, you, you, you've, you've played a lot of, you've, you've returned a lot of kicks for us uh, and, and have hit the hole and fearlessly and, and with a lot of speed, and 
and, and you're the guy. Just do a better job taking care of the ball. It's coming, Coach. I can feel it. It's coming. He's going to bust one of these open. Let's go back to the Ramir kick, and I, and I heartbroke for him when he got hurt. That was a big moment in that Minnesota game. Talk about how well that was blocked. Obviously, Ramir chose the right path, but you had to block that thing pretty well. Yeah, really, we didn't. I mean, really? we, it was blocked good. It was okay, and we got some key blocks, um, but we missed some blocks. And I don't want to say that he did it all by himself, but he made a tremendous cut in that game. So uh, we were coming back to the field with the return, and I, you know, we talk about like if it gets if the if the field gets cut off, just. Stick your foot in the ground and get up the field. So normally that kick gets returned midfield and sometimes to the near hash, but that ball ended up coming back into the boundary hash because we missed the block, but he saw it, and he just stuck his foot in the ground, and he accelerated so quickly up the field that, that he, made, he made the blocking better. And there were some guys out there that were working. Those guys work, are working really hard to make blocks, and we've made some blocks on kickoff return in general. And you know, kickoff return is one of those animals where like everybody's got to make a block for it to be right. Or and or you have to have the returner make a couple guys miss. And in that case, on that return, we had some guys blocked, but he did a really nice job of get just saying, okay, I'm going to get it up the field and get what I can get, and 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 then found found his way up the sideline. It was a really exciting play. How's he doing? Um, he, he's good. I mean, you know, I've talked to him. I I try to talk to him whenever I whenever I see him. I don't see him every day, but when I see him, I just I say, you know, how's your head? You know, how you you know we, you all you can concentrate on now is how to get better and just you know you, you can't feel like oh why did this happen to me or you know what what do you i feel left out all those thoughts sometimes creep into your head um you know when you're out for the season so i just put my arm around him and and tell him i said you know come in my office anytime you you need to talk or any you know anything we, we were you know we're both from new jersey so uh, you know unfortunately he's one of those north jersey guys it's like a new york sports fan but um <laughs> but but we talk you know a, a little bit about that stuff but i i, I try to uh, you know, put my arms around those injured guys every once in a while. If I kind of saw IGC this morning, same thing. It's like, hey, what's up? You know, he came, you know, he came in my office and said, hey, what's up, coach? And you know, so uh, it, 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 as much as we we feel, we say, you know, we say we feel bad for them, that it's they're they're going through it a little bit. You know, those guys and those two guys in particular, they love to play football and uh, they're they're crushed. Ramir could. Could potentially come back if he gets himself healed up. Is he a guy that you'd be interested in having back on this football team? Heck yeah. Anybody, I will take any, anybody that would, when you talk about a guy that can return kicks and be a gunner, like, like that's a real, that's a real set of skills that, that, that we would love to have back. So I, I though all that, all whether, how that happens, and yeah. all that's way above my pay grade, but like, I would be thrilled to have, to have him back. Yeah. All right, uh, Phelan Sanford's a guy that we seem like we've mentioned him once a game, making a play for you out there. Just he finds a way to be effective every week, yep. doesn't he? Yeah, Phelan's uh, one of the great preparers. Like he prepares. So like when the situation, you know, when when that situation presents itself in the game, he's already played it. In, he's already played it in his head. He's and he's done some of those things in the past. You know, on film, I've watched him and I've enjoyed watching him. You know, over the years, do some of that stuff. Uh, you know, for you guys here, but it's really elevated his game. Um, you know, one one area that sticks out to me is just that you know the pooch game, getting those punts down inside the five. He's really like so. We have. Um, it's something that you can do or, or that we try to do with a short field, even on days where we don't go full speed. So we put the gunners, you know, on the 25, and Brian works his pooch game, and those guys don't have to run full, you know, a full cover and, and, and beat up their legs. Uh, so we did it on a Sunday night early in the season. I can't remember which game it was. So I'm focused on the protection, and the gunners are down there with Coach uh, McGuire, so he really works with those guys, does a great job with those guys. And... Um, 
So I, I get the film, and there's like, I don't know, eight reps, and Phelan took six of them. So, like, he's taking, he's like pushing guys out of the way, because, like, the first, I'm like, Phelan, you're going to let somebody else get a rep? And he's like, Coach, the first one was easy. Like, I wanted to get one that was going to be down there that was going to challenge me. So when he, makes, when he made the play, um, you, you know, in the game to, yep. to, to down that ball, I was like, you know, I've seen him make that play four or five times in practice because he's always challenging himself, you know, to do, to do those kinds of things. So, you know, he's, he's a pleasure to coach and a really, really good player. Those things are just so hidden in box scores and stuff because it set up a, a – then we get a three and out with a defense. This is complimentary football, right? You get the three and out short field for the offense and they go score. But it's all set up because you get down there and you cover a kick. That's right, and 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 that's what we're that's what we're trying to do. And we're not we're not doing it at a high enough level. So let's you right. Know, we're we're celebrating some of the good stuff. But like the opposite is, you know, a net two punt against Michigan, where you know we 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 go from having a net fifty five, and I, and I'd love to tell you like, well, you know, Michigan and, and Michigan is really good. Like they're they're well coached. They're good on special teams. But like. We didn't contain the ball, right. and the ball got, got out. And the same guy tried to do the same thing against Louisiana Tech, and Mondo's sitting right there, and now we, we have a, it's, it's net 55, and then you, you run the same, almost the same identical play. It was, the muff was a little bit different. Net two. I mean, that's a huge difference in the game in, in the negative. So we've got to, you know, we've got to be able to create a lot of net situations yardage-wise um, to, to, to help out our offense and defense, to put them in the best position. Like, if we get a ball down, and I told this to the guys, if we down a ball on the 5 or the 10 or the 8, what are the chances that the other team is going to score against our defense? It's very, very Slim. small. So, yeah. um, you know, that's our, that's our goal. We want to we make, make all those plays if we can. Ed Foley is with us tonight on our football show for the week. 402-413-2400, the number if you want to fire off a text. We certainly can pass that along to the coach. Woodhouse Auto Family, they are your trusted auto partner. 20 brands, 20 convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com. More of the show coming up. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more. Acres solutions for every field. Ed Foley with us, Huskers special teams coordinator. It's our football show for the week. Huskers working on a short week. They'll play Friday night in Champaign against the Fighting Illini. A couple of texts coming in for you. Jeff in Omaha says, Coach, you've referred to a player as Mondo. What's his actual name? <laughs> Timon Lynham, <laughs> number 15. It took me a while to figure it out. I had it at the end there. Sorry. I picked me as well. And a couple people wanted to know how it, about your place-kicking spot. Is Timmy Bleak Road still in the picture at all? Um, we're, you know, we're, Tristan's our kicker right now, and obviously he's struggling a little bit. And we're just going to bring him along. Those two are working, to, working together really well. Timmy's such a great kid. He, you know, he's working to try to, to help Tristan out. So Tristan is... Um, a lot closer. I mean, obviously, he's not making the kicks that he needs to make during the game, but he's working and he, he's a, he's trying to do everything he can do to get himself uh, on track. The, but hey, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to make you know you got to make the kicks. So uh, I never say never. Timmy's Timmy work, works every day in practice, and we'll keep letting him work and compete. And and uh, you know, every day is a, is, is a competition. So to have those guys competing too is is always good for both sides. So we'll just we'll keep looking at that and making the decision we think is best. Tristan's kick the other day was into that wind. That was not an easy wind to kick going south the other day. Yeah, right? and that and that wind was the wind was in his face, but the wind was kicking both directions throughout the game. So sometimes it was kicking direct. Uh, the wind was going right into our tunnel, and then it shifted away from our tunnel a little bit. But um, 
you know, he's got to leave the ball inside the pipes and not try to do too much with the wind there. And I think he tried to get, you know, he tried to be a little too fancy with it and tried to, you know, bring it in through the through the, you know, through that right upright, and it just didn't, it just didn't come around. So he's got to, he's got to just understand that, you know, we we got we're trying to put the ball down the middle and. And, and uh, you know, we don't have to be too, too specific or too fine with it. Just go in there and blast it through. On kickoffs, you've used both Tristan and Brian. How do you decide? Is there a theory to that? Or? No, they're, they're almost identical statistically. So, you know, in practice, um, you know, they're, 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 they're a little bit different in that Brian gives you a little bit of a, a lower trajectory ball, which is better into the wind. Um, and Tristan has a, the ability to get some, some, you know, some hang times up there. So, but, but when you look at the, at the kicks and the placement of the kicks and the hang time over the course of the time that I've been working with them, um, they're they're almost they're almost identical. I I like using them both because um, it keeps them both in the game. Uh, but again, that's something that as, as you know, in terms of a competition and, and what we're looking at is going to be, you know, a feel thing or also based off one guy jumps ahead of the other and starts kicking the ball better. Uh, you know, we'll go with the hot hand or or you know, however we have to do that. And you tried an onside kick late in the game the other day. It was great practice to do that. Brian took that one for you, Coach. Acted like it wasn't executed very well. What? What did no, he see? No, just the timing of it wasn't good, and some of it was, some of it was on on me and the coaching, the way I've coached it, and versus with the, what they were doing and what they brought to the table. They also had they had an opportunity to call timeout, so they were able to reset, and they Get reset, in a, they reset in a way that I wasn't. Uh, that we weren't prepared to to go out there and execute. So some of that falls on on the coaching part of that. But um, you know the ball the ball gets up in there. We need some guys to go in there and just you know make make a pile out of that thing and, and make it right and dive in there. And and again, I think it goes to some of the stuff the way that game was going. We were kind of like, well, I wonder what's going to happen with this, as opposed to like just having guys lay out in that pile and come up with the ball. So I would have liked us to be a little bit more aggressive in the attack and the way that we attack that ball. Um, but but we'll, you know we'll have a better plan also coming moving forward. Let's go to punt returns. Billy Kemp has been back there for you. He hasn't had a lot of real opportunities, has he, to get some and go? No, and you know some of those things depend on the the kind of punt that you get, and some of them depend on the execution. So we have not had a ton of punts that were really good opportunities to return. Uh, and then we've had some some you know some execution errors and some guys that are you know we're, we're, it only takes one guy to get beat on that. Uh, in the right spot, and then all of a sudden there's somebody in in Billy's face. So we've we've had some we faced some very good punters like uh, you know Louisiana Tech and even the Northern Illinois kid. But the Louisiana Tech punter was really good and had a really good day uh, getting the ball up in the air against us. You know Minnesota and Michigan have outstanding punters. So you know we haven't had a great amount of kicks that we can really sink our teeth into. But we've got to get better uh, winning one-on-one battles. And and then the punt return game it comes down to. You know, there's some technique that's involved and some ways that we're trying to, you know, bring the punt back. But at the end of the day, my guy cannot be the guy that's down in the punt returner's face, and everyone's got to do it. And we've we've been close, and we've had a couple of situations where, you know, it's been one block, or it's been, you know, one guy, or it's been, you know, a punt that is probably not the greatest punt to try to bring back. But you know, he tried to do it because he's trying to make a play, and I'm trying to tell him just, hey. Return the ones that are returnable. Return the you just get the ones back that you can catch that you got a little bit of space on. So we we've got to do a better job of, of executing, and uh, you know we got to get we got to get a, a couple of good punts here. And I think I, Billy's definitely capable of bringing one back for us. So I'm excited about him. Every time that the ball goes up in the air, I think it's an opportunity for us to try to to try to make a play. And and I and I will say this: like the guys that are on that unit, 
know that. Like there, some of the execution errors that we're having are from guys being too aggressive, or they're being you know, they're trying so hard because they know how good Billy is that they're they're, they're overplaying it, or they're they're oversetting it, or they're over leveraging it, and you know putting themselves in in, in, in bad positions. So we just we're going to keep working on that because I feel really good that we can bring one back. Folks, buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Are there some young freshman coach that have caught your eye that might be potential return guys down the road? I mean, Ethan Nation is coming to mind. He's a guy with a great athletic ability. Have any of those guys caught your eye that maybe, maybe not this year, but next year or two years from now? Yeah, there's some there's some very good young you know, some young players. Uh, J- you know, Jalen Lloyd and Ethan Nation yep. would be two that would just be like the first ones that would that would come to mind but there's a there's a some of those freshmen that are that are explosive athletes that have you know return capabilities but those two guys um, you know have explosiveness uh, you know they track they can track the ball they can they can catch the ball so I think they're guys in the future that you know you'll see out there Jalen Lloyd caught up with fleeks on that long run yeah Jay, I mean, the, fleeks, fleeks is fast Jalen's, yeah. Jalen's fast really fast so we've been I've been getting Jalen some you know some work I mean getting all all those guys yeah. have kind of been sprinkling them in a little bit uh, here and there just trying to get them some to find a role for them as, as they as they start to get more playing time and more comfortable with being out there um, see more and more of those guys throughout the course of this year. We, we need them, and we need everybody. So right. we're going to need those guys to step up and, and get out there. Friday night, Illinois, they have a 30-year-old Australian punter, so maybe some more of that rugby-style thing. Well, how do you attack that? How do you game plan for that kind of a punter? Um, well, you, I mean, you, 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 the thing you have to do with him is just make sure, obviously, that he you keep him in the pocket and you keep him – Put put enough heat on him that um, you know that you make him feel a little bit uncomfortable. But it's really no no different than than any other approach in terms of you know a combination of pressure on the punter and uh, guys holding up so that they can, we can try to get a return. So we've got to do a good job. They've got a good coverage unit. Um, you know there are forty there are over forty yards in the net in the net punt, which is you know which is always a, kind of a, a landmark of of what I think is a good a good unit. Um, so they have a combination of good coverage and a you know and a good punter. So that, that's going to be a challenge. Challenge for us, but um, you know we'll have, we'll we'll have a plan for him. The Minnesota punter, I think, was 29 or 30 years old. It's unbelievable. These guys are older than the punters you were at yeah. facing at Carolina. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Did you go to John, uh, Johnny um, from from Australia. He's he he prides himself uh, uh, in in getting these punters put out there. But he's he's he works with guys and he'll he'll call me every once in a while and say, Coach, I got a punter for you. You be ready. You got the next guy coming. And I'm saying, Johnny, how old is he? He's 27. You know, I'm like, all right, Johnny, I appreciate you, but these guys have all come kind of from that that same name, that same tree in Australia, and uh, they do they do a good job. They're yeah. mature, and they 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 get they're good athletes too. So he gets them from the you know from the Australian rules football leagues and all that. So um, he's a good player. He's a good athlete too. Time for this week's alumni hall, Husker alumni. We're going to go pull off a kick, the school record field goal kick from 2008. Senior T.J. O'Leary to snap it. Senior Jake West to put it down. Alex Henry to try to put the Huskers in front with a minute 50 left in the game. Ball right on the end. The snap is down. The kick is up. The kick is Get on there. its way. And the kick is good. Oh, it in there. 57 yards out of the school record to put the Huskers in front. 33-31. Now to Cole Hartman, that's one of his highlights of his Husker games at Memorial Stadium, that 57-yard kick by Alex, who lives in Omaha. He's doing some work on the Go Big project, so he's been down. He comes down here a couple times a week. I know you've had a chance to meet him. Nebraska's had a pretty good lineage of great kickers and punters, 
and you're hoping to keep that going with even a, a legacy at some point in time down the road. Yes, hopefully. And, uh, you know, those guys, having those guys around and um, just whether it's on the sideline or, um, you know, coming out uh, to be part of our summer pro, you know, like just coming out in the summer yeah. to say hello, um, it's it's been great. And they're, they're a good resource. And obviously – we have to build on that tradition. I mean, when you when you can have the the, ca- the caliber of specialists that they've had from Nebraska over the years, it's really uh, you know it, it's the people around the country know that, and we have to we have to capitalize on it. But and we and I, again, I think we already have. But um, you know, I, I, it's a huge plus for us to have great specialists. Sam Cook uh, went to the Nebraska Football Hall of Fame a couple weeks ago. Brett Maher, I still, I think he has a home here in Lincoln. He's obviously kicking with the Rams right now in the NFL. So Alex Henry is our alumni hall alumni of the week. Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Shop their two Lincoln locations or alumnihall.com, Alumni Hall, where Huskers shop. All right, keep those texts coming. I see a couple more that have popped in. We'll get to those to the coach in the next segment, 402-413-2400. More with Coach Foley coming up. Folks, visit a participating Agco dealer between now and November the 3rd. Get yourself entered for a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Nebraska-Iowa game on Black Friday, November 24th here in Lincoln. We'll also give you some pregame tailgate passes. See True Turf and Ag in Osmond, Columbus, and Fall City. Osceola Implement and Carney Equipment to enter, and you may win this season. Coach Foley with us for a few more minutes here in our football hour. Huskers getting ready to go play the Fighting Illini Friday night in Champaign, 7 o'clock kick, 3 o'clock for Husker game day here on the network. John in Omaha for you, Coach. It seems to me like rugby-style punter is always a bigger threat to run. Is that the case? Thanks, Coach. Good luck Friday. Go Big Red. Yep. One of the things that you have in place, and we do this almost all the time anyway, is have contained rushers on the on the rugby punter so that they can't um, extend the kick. Yes, they can run, but they can also extend the kick. So when a rugby punter rolls out of the pocket and takes, uh, you know, the normal operation time on a punt is usually around two seconds. Um, but when that rugby punter goes out and kicks the ball in three and a half seconds, that's a, you know, that's a long time for the coverage guys to get down the field. Um, so we want to contain them and, and, and pull them up and, you know, and get them to, to, to get rid of the ball. So, so yes, it's, it's, it's an issue on the, on the running. It's also an issue on the movement of the pocket. So that's something that we have to contend with when we see a rugby-style punter for sure. John, appreciate the uh, text. Andrew, and we, you and I touched on this in the last segment, what's the rule on hitting the return man in the punt game, and is there a reason that Phelan didn't hit that Michigan player on that muff? Well, he has to be able to complete the catch. So if you hit him before you can complete the catch, and technically the rule is, so if I muff, like if I muff the punt, if, the, if I'm trying to re- return the punt, and the punt hits me and goes up in the air, and I have a chance to catch it. Now, once it hits the ground, it's a live ball. But when, if, if I'm still trying to handle the punt or the or I'm still trying to pick up pick the punt up as the punt the punt went through his arms and hit the ground so you have to let him be able to complete the catch all the way to the ground so it was really touch and go with with I mean, it was one of those where he was he was covering so hard and was right on top of it just as the catch went through his like the the that's a fair catch, right. and and he didn't fair catch it, and he was rolling the dice to try to to return it to start, and then the ball went through his hand. So I I can't put any fault on you know on failing there. He was playing it really aggressively, and if he ran through that punter, there's a good chance that he could have got called. 
Contact 811 two days before you dig to protect your underground utilities and yourself. It's free, it's easy, it's the law. Another really good tackle that stands out to me from last week, Ty Hahn made a really good play for you on teams. He's out there an awful lot for you on Saturdays. Yeah, Ty Hahn's playing a, you know, a ton for us on special teams and doing a really good job. He's a high-effort guy that, that runs well, and he's physical enough to, to help us out on the front line on the, on the punt protection. So he's playing right tackle on, on the punt team and doing a really good job. But the coverage that he's provided... And, you know, not just he was part of that tackle against Louisiana Tech that we talked about, but he made the tackle uh, down the right sideline. Again, going back to talking a little bit about the wind, the wind, uh, the, the wind played a punt uh, down the middle of the field. So Brian was trying to come down the hash with the punt. It ends up in the middle of the field. We're trying to get the punt outside the hash. And, and Ty just sees it all the way. He has great vision on it and just turns and. And, and makes the tackle and holds him to a, whatever was a nine-yard return that, that could have you know could have been a problem the way that the way it, it, it came down. But but he's his effort um, and his want to has been phenomenal. Let's talk Makai Bear. Uh, this, this is just a fascinating story to me. I know he didn't start out maybe as a huge thought for the defense, but the way he played for you on some of the teams in the Minnesota game, now he's playing an awful lot of defense. Your thoughts about Makai? There was never one second that I didn't think Makai was going to be a great special teams player since I got here. He was the guy that was um, in, the, in my office watching special teams film during the spring for probably 20 minutes a day. And he would come in and say, how do, how should, Coach, look at this. See how I got blocked here. What do I do here? Coach, the ball's over there, but the blocker's over here. What do I do? So he's one that developed through playing reps in the office a real confidence with covering the kickoffs. And his kickoff coverage started right from the get-go against Minnesota, and it's been great all year. He know he plays a thousand miles an hour, and he understands leverage. He understands where the ball is. He can identify it very quickly, and he can cause you know cause problems on kickoff. And then you know he's good on the other units. Plays on you know plays on punt return. Plays on kickoff return because um, he just has just developed himself into a really good player. He cares uh, a tremendous amount about doing the right thing for his teammates. Um, and then he watches it film, and he puts himself in that situation that I think all great players, especially especially when you can do it when you're young, great young players, is like, what happens if this happens? So he's not just in there going, oh, hey, look, uh, look at me. I made the block, or I didn't make the block. Or he's out there saying, coach, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? And and uh, he's really accelerated his learning on special teams. But that started, I mean, that, that happened in the spring, and it's just carried through. He's in every day talking about special teams, and it's really important to him. What kind of film sessions do you put together? What 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 things do you have them look at during the week? You know, coaching the the special teams all eleven um, is a real challenge. So if I'm in a meeting and I'm talking to the right gunner, the left tackle's probably not listening, especially in this day and age, right? Yes. So I try to keep the meetings on the on the individual corrections really short, and I try to focus on the big picture of the opponent and the big picture of what we're trying to do on each unit. So I'm trying to say, okay, here's, here's their coverage, or here's their returner, here's how they like to return, and here's how we have to, as a unit, go defend them. And then I make a lot of individual corrections one-on-one, and th- this Nebraska has been awesome. Like, guys are coming in my office for their one-on-one corrections, and I tell them, I said, if you come into my office, it's, it's five minutes. It's us looking at your clips individually, and that's how we're going to make the, the individual corrections. And then, and then I text them corrections, too. So, I, I, you know, I, I film them. You know, this day and age, it's my, uh, my tribute to technology is, you know, filming the clips on, on the phone and then just shooting them a text and saying, here's, 
you know, here's how you got to, you, where you should be individually so that we can save that. And then the other thing I, I do is, you know, I, I try to break up the meetings with, um, you know, letting the gunners go with, with G, letting them go with Coach McGuire, letting the returners go uh, with, with, with EJ, um, you know, letting the jammers go with Coop and splitting those guys up so that, you know, so now I can focus on, in a punt meeting, for example, I can focus on the per, on the you know, the protection, protection, and then the other guys. And then I meet with the, the specials, obviously. I meet with them individually, so they're not really part of the unit meetings. But um, the, the, I, the, it's, it's a challenge to try to talk to all 11 guys in the meeting room at one time, and uh, our staff and, and our players have been great about making sure they know and the, you know they're, what they have to do to, to be successful. Sounds like you like these guys. I, I, I love our team. I love the guys that are playing on special teams. Um, they're, they, they play really hard. I, the... You know, we have I, we, sometimes we got to tone them down a little bit. You know, like, but but the the the, the way they, the care factor and the way that they play and how they're playing and how they're trying to get better every single week has been a pleasure. Very good, folks. Get a five cent per gallon discount using a CVA fuel card for a limited time. Register for a fuel card and be entered to win two VIP tickets to the Husker football game at cvacoop.com. Central Valley Ag, the official co-op of Husker Nation. Back with some final thoughts from the coach coming up next. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Special teams coordinator Ed Foley with us for a few more minutes here on a Tuesday night. Huskers will play Friday. I don't know why Andy and Phoenix is asking this, but he wants to know if the Phillies are ready for another October run. The Phillies are ready. It's red October for the for the fighting Phils. <laughs> you get ready game one in about 15 minutes. Here I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, got, I still got some work to do tonight to get ready for practice tomorrow, but we'll, we'll get make sure we get that on in the background. Baseball playoffs, pretty special time of year. It really is. Well, you know, Philadelphia is a special place when it comes to the to the playoffs and and. and uh, it was a it was a curse and a blessing to get fired after four games last year with the Carolina Panthers, but it put me right in the thick of it. So I was up there in the for the playoff run, and it was really exciting to be part of it. And playoff baseball is great. I think Bryce Harper will have a good series. Yes, like let's that. go. At the Marlins coming up tonight, the Brewers lead in their game one against the Diamondbacks. We'll get a full scoreboard update coming up on the other side. All right, so Illinois, the next opponent, Brett Bielma, hard-nosed coach, had a great run at Wisconsin. Uh, this is a guy knows what he's doing coaching football, isn't he? Yeah, and special teams is important to him. I mean, you can tell by uh, what they're putting on film, on their schemes, and and you know what the challenges that they present you schematically. They've got they've got good specialists, um, and and they're it's, it'll be a challenge. And, and they're hard nosed kids that take a lot of pride in the in the units. And you know there hasn't really been a week off and you know sometimes you get you get one of those weeks where you can see they don't they don't put a ton of time into special teams that has not happened this year and it's certainly not going to happen this week the single digit uh thing that coach rural brought to husker football i love that how 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 good is it for you to be able to use some of those single digit guys and some of your teams well it's great because you know if you talk to a guy like you know tyler matakevich who's been in the nfl for for seven years was a single digit on the punt team and that's what John Bullock is, you know, and that's what Isaac Gifford is. So when you play with single digits, uh, you know, on, on your units, and then you go to the NFL, and then you see the guys that are there that have worn the single digits. And Baylor, I mean, Terrell Bernard is, is this, you know, an example of doing that for the Bills now. But, like, like that, it means something. Like, the, the single-digit guys are – it's an important part. It's a culture. And, you know, back historically, we started the, the single-digit thing with, with Al Golden in 2008 – we picked them as a staff. So we were like, 
okay, who deserves a single digit? And then, it, you know, it got some track. And then, and then we went to where it was like the kids voted for some and we picked some. Well, now the kids vote for it. So it's really, it's like, and it's not a captain thing. It's a, you know, who plays the way you want to play? Who plays what we call RDV, like just relentless, you know, disciplined and violent? And, you know, who, who are the guys that are doing that? And your peers are electing you to do that. So it's a, it's a big honor. And, you know, those guys are always really good on special teams. Folks, Dorothy Lynch, home style, light and lean dressing, endless flavor abilities. All right, some big injuries. We talked about Ramirez's injury earlier in the year. He was a huge part of, of what you were doing with this team. Emmett Johnson's another guy that I know you really like, but now do you have to be careful with him because of how th- kind of thin that running back room has gotten? A little bit. You know, and, and Emmett will be ready to, to go if we, you know, if we need him. But, like, um, you, you know, that's why it's great to have a guy like Tommy Hill stepping up, and and you know, and honestly, like we got some other guys that, that can that can do it. Uh, we we have a core of guys that can do certain jobs, but like it's getting to be about that time that the young guys got to start stepping up too. And then we, and, and we got to we got to trust them. Like I got to, and I'm guilty as anybody of of like saying, well, he's a young guy, whatever. But now I'm watching these guys five six weeks in, and and you know, I I've never been part of a team. Um, that has not had to overcome injuries. That's part of the game. It's part of what we have to do. Uh, guys got to step up, and, and we as coaches have to trust guys to step up. So, um, you know, sometimes we're, we're all guilty of being like, well, let me put the, the, the next guy in there, the next senior, the next trustworthy guy. But there's some play, young players in our program that are getting ready to start to, to come out of their shell. Coach, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Marco. Uh, how, how has he done snapping the ball? I mean, that's his name never gets mentioned unless one's sailing toward the other goal line. How's he been snapping? You just said it. The fact that you haven't mentioned him means he's doing it. Like, can you remember saying, boy, that snap was really high? Or, you know, that snap was out of place? Or they were, where the hold was really, was really a problem, right? And Brian's your holder. Yeah, those yeah. guys are constantly working on their craft, on making sure that the ball gets down in the right spot. Um, you know, we take a pride in, in, the, in the field goal game of getting the laces away from the kicker. And, you know, it goes, it's like you don't notice it until you notice it, right? But those guys are working all the time on making adjustments to making sure that the kick is down, that we can get it. And we're not perfect by any stretch, but we're getting close and um, we're working on it. And, and, and Marco's a complete pro with his approach every day. He'll come in and talk about how he can get better, even though he's playing at a pretty high level in terms of his snap accuracy. He's working on his feet all the time, and, and uh, he's, been, he's been awesome. Coach, appreciate it. Thanks for coming in and educating us on a lot of stuff with the special teams. I'm going to get you out of here 10 minutes, well, 11 minutes ahead of first pitch. So Appreciate that, Greg. Thanks. Go Phillies. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Ed Foley with us here tonight on our football show for the week.